This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pentecostal Periodical Magazine, a 501c3 ministry with writers who believe and live apostolic doctrine. A few writers include Kelly Nix, Scott Phillips, Samantha Thrash, Neil Purcell, Larry Chocklin, Jeff Arnold, and more. You can subscribe at www.pentecostalperiodical.com. If you would like to join our writing team or would like to make a donation, email us at info at pentecostalperiodical.com. We have a very special guest with us uh, today. Um, I'm very excited about this particular uh, episode. Um, We have... Uh, Pastor and missionary Mike Jones with us. Um, very excited, uh, Brother Jones. Would you just introduce yourself? Tell our listeners a bit about yourself, um, where you're, where you are now, and what God's doing. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be here uh, as a guest. I, I'm, it, it's the first time I've ever been asked to do this, so it's really, it's really uh, awesome to have the privilege. So I am. Uh, my name is Mike Jones. I, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my past. We, uh, I, I'm from Sacramento, California, but when I was there, I wasn't, I wasn't in church. I, I joined the military in 1988, and we went around. We were in uh, uh, Delaware, and then we moved to Japan. And in Japan is where I came to the Lord. My wife and I were one to the Lord by the uh, <clears throat> missionary in Japan. And, uh, and I think that uh, looking back, that's that's part of what really instilled a love for missions uh, within us. And uh, uh, my wife is is from the Philippines, so uh, you know she started praying right away for her family. And uh, but but missions has always been in our heart. So from from that point on, back in 1992, so we're coming up on 30 years. Wow. Um, God has really <clears throat> brought us a long way, a lot of places. Uh, we've been all over the world, um, different churches. I actually, we pastored a church in Germany before we went back to the States. Uh, so we started to work there, um, just like we're doing here. And uh, that church is still going. Uh, but um, I think that uh, along the way, um, God has allowed me to, um, see, I'm trying to think of the right word, re- really re- learn to respect culture. Uh, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's definitely difficult and challenging, but um, but I think that that God has allowed us to to see something there, um, and not not just from being well from being overseas, but also my time in the military. I was 24 years in the military. I retired, and then um, I got it. I got picked up as civil service. So not only do we do mission work. Uh, we also, I do it at working another job. So basically Uncle Sam puts the bill for me to be over here. So we, we pay for everything, uh, self-supporting, and, and that's, that's challenging in itself because anything we want to do further with the church, we, you know, we need help with that kind of stuff. Uh, we only have so much income. <laughs> but, uh, but the Lord has, has opened doors and allowed us to, to see 
to see things in cultures. And I think uh, that that's what I want to uh, talk about today is <clears throat> is culture and missions because I think from what I see, it's it's very misunderstood amongst non missionaries, and it's there's nothing wrong with that because. You know, if I don't, you know, you're, you're, you're in Maine. I, I don't live in Maine. So I don't, there's a culture in Maine. Right. And, and if I come there and, and I come from California, I might misrepresent myself just by the words I say or the, the way I act. And so, you know, you see it just from coast to coast, from north to south in the United States. So imagine in, in different parts of the world where people think they, they don't, the mindset is not, of an American. And, and so we, we go to these places. And I, I remember in the military, uh, when I was in Japan, actually, uh, they had a, a commercial on the radio on the American radio. And it was saying, you know, it was, it was like a conversation between a Japanese and an American and, and the Japanese person didn't understand the American. So the American raised his voice and, and it says, you know, don't yell. It doesn't help them to understand. And, you know, I always thought about that. And actually it happened to me when I was in Germany. Like I was communicating with somebody and he was trying to communicate with me in German, but I didn't understand. And so he started yelling and I said, oh, that's what that feels like, you know. And so but I think that's our our mindset sometimes uh, when we go to foreign countries. It's not and it's not just America. I mean, I'm I represent America. So. Uh, I speak from that perspective, but it's it, any any culture going to any other culture. I think they experience the same thing, but they're they have their way of life. They have their culture. They have their the things they do on a daily basis. They have their traditions. They have things that are important to them. Um, and, and my wife, being from the Philippines, helped me to understand a lot of this because her culture is the same as. Uh, a lot of the Asian cultures here, over here, and uh, even here in Korea, and so she understands a lot of what people are, th- you know, their mindset is uh, before, you know, before we even talk to them about it. She's like, "This is why they do that," you know, and and it's because it's this area. Um, when we when we go over to a foreign country as an American missionary. Um, we, we have to understand that they perceive things different than we do. So traditions, family traditions are much more important in, in a lot of cultures. And so sometimes a family tradition can become somewhat more important to them until they, until they're one to the Lord, really. Uh, can become more important to them than than making that move uh, to give their life to God. Uh, they'll they'll be taught. There's there's friends I have that um, in the states that had Korean uh, exchange students. They want them to the Lord. They 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 got the Holy Ghost. They got they got uh, um, uh, Bible studies, and they saw that baptism was necessary for salvation. But when it came to it, they said. No, we have to go and talk to our family first. And they go home and talk to their family. And the family would say, you don't need to do that. And they go, okay. And, and then it just, because that family value is so important that you have to, 
you have to bring it to their culture and their way of understanding and what's important to them in order to, uh, to get them to see the truth. So, so when I come over here, I don't speak the language. The Lord opened the door and brought us over here, uh, with the job. And, uh, so, um, you know, I prayed, I said, God, you know, why am I here? And, you know, and the Lord, uh, told me like audibly because, because I need people. So, you know, people can go if you're willing to go and you're really willing to go. And, you know, if you say, you know, Lord, I'm willing to go where you want me to go. You better be ready to, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to step up and step out into something you may not, you know, you may not be expecting. But uh, we were ready to go. And the thing is, we come over here and there's, there's a great need. But there's not a great need for an American. There's a great, just a great need to share the gospel. And, and so uh, we do our best. You know, we reach out. We have a lot of international people in the church, a lot of Africans, Filipinos. We have uh, uh, about a, a dozen Koreans. Uh, I mean, a half dozen Koreans, about six, six or seven. Um, and uh, we have a, a Korean uh, guy that just came. He, he came uh, from our outreach and he doesn't even he doesn't even speak very much English. So his reasoning for coming is because he wants to learn English. We're okay with that, you know, and uh, and he's been coming back and he brings friends. And afterwards, we give him a Bible study. And and so, you know, he's learning English. He's learning it with a Bible study. And uh, and so the you know, you just kind of have to take it slow here. If you ask too many questions, you're considered pushy. If you have complaints, you're considered, you know, pushy. And so uh, you just kind of have to take take life at their pace. And, you know, don't you don't uh, give anything on your doctrine, but you've got to understand that they they receive things a little different than we do. And and they will get it. They, they can because there's churches here. There's people that are baptized in Jesus name fill with the Holy Ghost, living for God like they're supposed to, and and so they can get it. So I connected with a, uh, a church here who I fellowship with, is Pastor Kwan, and uh, um, we we had a couple of meetings, and uh, they, they wanted to join the uh, WPF, and so I said, okay, well, this is what the WPF's all about. We had meetings and stuff, and I said, you know, I said, um, we, we have to figure out a way, you know, if I come up with an idea, you know, it's up to you to figure out how that applies to a Korean because, you know, an American idea may not be the thing that you need. Um, so you take concepts like, you know, like say, uh, hope core or something like that. And, uh, um, I say, well, this is what Hope Corps is about, but you have to turn it into something that'll be uh, applicable and acceptable to the Korean right. people. And yeah. so that's that's where the challenge is, because you can't take a program, a thought, or an idea from from America or any other country really, and bring it over uh, to another country and say, okay, this is what you have to do. Because in a way, when, when you tell them that, it's like you're belittling them, like you're saying, you don't know, so we're going to teach you. But that's not the case. 
um, they know, they know their people, they know what's going on. They, they just want to know God. That's it. So it's a, it's a very challenging thing. Culture, understanding culture can be very, very challenging. And I don't know that there's a, uh, a textbook that can teach you that it's, it's really just, uh, uh, patience and, and my patience is tried a lot. I have to work on it. <laughs> um, it's patience and understanding, um, and, and treating people with respect. Uh, you know, one of the benefits I have is I have some Korean people that work for me so I can always ask them things. And, and so they'll, they'll tell me, uh, because they've worked for the American government for a long time. They speak English, they understand us. So, so that, that helps out a lot. But I think that, um, as people want to go over uh, to other countries, they should learn. Uh, they should come over with an open mind, and not that it's going to be my way. They, they got to come over and say, "I got to see what this culture's like and understand it, and then adapt to it." And and it's it's really important. I was listening to this uh, TED talk, uh, and this uh, this lady that that is a, a studies languages and cultures. She, she was talking about this tribe in, um, an Aboriginal tribe in uh, Australia. And when you talk to them, they don't speak in, in dialogue like we do. They, they speak in like North, South, East and West. So like, for example, if you say, how are you doing? They say, Oh, you know, to the North, Northwest. And you, you think about that and go, how does anybody communicate like that? Well, they do. And, and if you're born and raised in that, then you would too. And uh, you say, oh, hey, you, your, your, your shoe's untied on your, on your southeast foot, you know, and, and they understand what that is. So when you, when you think about cultures and languages like that, you know, that really opens your mind to, wow, you know, I really do live inside a little box because there's so much more out there that we need to understand. Um, languages ha have a lot to do with it. The language here and the culture are very, very intertwined. And uh, they, they actually invented in Korea and South Korea, they invented their own language. It's been about 500 years. The, the king at the time invented the language and to, to basically uh, become their own sovereign people. And, uh, uh, and so they're very, very proud of that language and very proud of that culture that that language represents. And so if, if we were to come over here and say, you're wrong, you automatically lose them. You, you turn them off. It's, so it's, it, it's challenging, but, you know, this is a – this is – more or less a Christian nation. They, or they call themselves a Christian. There's a, a large Presbyterian presence here. And, um, uh, but, but I would say probably half the people don't believe anything about 50%. And of the rest, about 30% consider themselves Christian. And the rest of them are anywhere from Buddhist to Hindu. Uh, they're not, they're not very big though. Those, those, those groups, so majority is Christian. So when you start talking about the Bible, they're open. They're they're listening. It's just a matter of bringing it to them, how they can understand it. And there there can it can be real challenging because 
the there can be a lot lost in translation. And for for anybody who speaks multiple languages, uh, church language is definitely different than just conversational language. So that's another factor. So it's it, it's it just takes a lot of patience. And uh, but you know the 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 Lord. We just keep going back on the Lord. You brought us over here. <laughs> uh, you got to help us, and uh, you know, and He shows us, you know, what's happening. So, yeah, it's the uh, it's a good time. It's it's a good experience. Uh, great to share, and uh, and and most people don't um, don't don't realize that there's that much involved in just culture itself. Yeah. So as you were talking and, you know, you were talking about having this sort of open mind going to a different culture and nation, I thought of biblical context, right, when Paul is preaching to the Gentiles and the Jewish, uh, you know, brethren came over and they were trying to impose, you know, Masonic law on them, you know, uh, saying, hey, you've got to be circumcised to be saved, to be part of God's yeah. kingdom, right? And, you know, right. And, and so consider that. In context, you know, Paul's going, hey, wait a second, wait, wait, whoa, we, no, no, we, we've got this, we've got this wrong. And he, he literally went to war over this issue yeah. with, with the, you know, the founding members of the new church, if you will. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And he, he and he's going, listen, this isn't this is not this is required of us. They're Gentiles. It's not required of them. They're under a different uh uh covenant, under a different relationship. They didn't have all these promises and these things that we had. And so, you know, but and so when you go to a different culture, right, it's important that just like Paul uh, learn try try your best to learn and to understand the different the different uh nuances and minute details that you know you, like you were talking about this one nation that just just their vernacular is just so different yeah it's hard for someone of our vernacular to understand uh you know and and it's we do ourselves a disservice when we are like those original, you know, Jewish brethren, right? And we just say, hey, you're wrong. This is how you have to do it. If you don't do it this way, you're going to hell. You're not going to be saved. You can't be part of God's kingdom. It's just, right? Uh, obviously, we know there are biblical concepts, precepts, laws that we need to follow. But sometimes you have to ease them into those types of things. We, you right. know, it can't just, you can't just say, Hey, here you go. You're in the door. This is what's required. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Some of these things have to be taught. They have to be received. They have to be learned. And, you know, they're not going to receive those types of things. Um, I heard it said one time, you know, people don't care how much you know or what you know until they know how much you care. So when they realize that you genuinely care about them, their souls, their salvation, where they're going to spend eternity, and you've proven that time and again through a relationship with them, right, and friendship and, and you know, being there in the, in the moments when their lives are falling apart 
and being there in the moments, you know, when they're having these mountaintop experiences and life is grand and great and they just no issues and, and being there in the storms of life. And that's the thing. Consistency is key when we're trying to win people of different cultures. Even right here in the United States, if there was someone here from a different culture and they, you know, somehow ended up visiting your church, it's the same thing. You know, you can't expect them to to immediately, you know, understand, first of all, Christian vernacular, American vernacular, and how, you know, this, and to be fair, the, the church in the United States is very westernized. It's, it's, it's oftentimes very far um, from the biblical church. I, I'm Obviously, we're seeing sort of a change of direction and going back to the biblical model, um, you know, over, I think, the last few years anyway. But, you know, you got to consider these things. And uh, so we, we appreciate what you're doing and definitely appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Um, do you have any thoughts on, uh, on what, what, what I've said? Yeah. So, uh, something interesting. I, I remember, uh, there was a pastor that I know and he said there was a Chinese, uh, lady that came into their church. This was in America and she didn't speak English, but she got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that, that, that's, that can happen. I mean, they, you know, because the power of God, uh, you know, uh, crosses those language barriers uh but um and and he said you know we have a we have a church culture and that's what's important is the church culture and and although i think that's what's important i i i tend to disagree in a sense because uh this chinese lady will if if she keeps going to church she'll keep going because she sees it she loves it and everything but she's going to start missing her culture Okay, she's going to start missing her people, even though she, they, you know, it's like, it's like if you move somewhere, if you, if you, you're in Maine, you love lobster. If you move somewhere where lobster didn't exist, you would miss lobster. And, uh, and so here, what I see is, you know, uh, we miss being able, you know, sometimes to fellowship with our own people. Yes, there's a culture here. And, and that culture is important, but you still miss that thing that you come from. And so uh, to, I, I would say that it's so important that it gets, it's actually uh, something that motivates them, you know. And so our church is a very international church. We have uh, about four or five different countries in Africa represented. We've got uh, Philippines and uh, there's different areas in the Philippines, uh, and we've got Koreans, we've got uh, Portuguese, we've got American, we've got uh, you know some different uh, different people. The the Korean, uh, there's a few of them, and and uh, um, we, you know, every Sunday is a after service is a is a fellowship of uh, you know food and 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 fellowship and and uh, you know talking and, and just getting together and you know, whatever. And, uh, we try to, we try to incorporate, you know, different cultures, foods and, and things like that. So that they know, Hey, this is what I, this is what I grew up eating. And, you know, this is, you know, I really like this stuff. And you know what? And, and these are, these are important things. Um, you know, 
where to, to be able to minister to to the people because they miss their home. The the ones that are here that are international miss their home. There's there's Filipinos that are over here working contract. They've been away from their families for five or six or seven years and they just work and send money home. They miss their home. The Africans, some of them live over here the same way and some of them have moved over here, relocated and they work for, you know, they have jobs or whatever. Um, the Koreans, uh, uh, some of the Koreans we have in the church just relocated to the area. And so they don't have any friends. So they just, they wanted to kind of, they got invited. So they came, uh, and, and they want to, you know, they want to be a part of that. And, and, uh, and so, you know, I would say to people who don't think that you need to, uh, appreciate or, uh, or, or meet other cultures needs in your church, you know, try going to another country and stay there for two weeks or three weeks and not be able to speak to anybody. Wow. And, and you'll see, you'll see how, how important culture is on that trip because your, your home culture, that's exactly what you're going to miss. We don't realize it in America, but that's exactly what it is that, that we feel, you know, the things we like, that's our culture, how we communicate, that's our culture, how we treat people and so forth. Um, and so, so you're right, you know, and, and Paul had it right, you know, he, he, I mean, that's why God called him, right? You right. know, he said, hey, you know, everything's not our way or the highway, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't compromise on important things, you know, but there's some things we can go, okay, you know, maybe we got to kind of, you know, refigure out how, how we can communicate that, but, but, you know, there's certain things you don't compromise and you have to say, yeah, the, the, you know, you may not understand this, but I need to figure out a way to teach it to you because it's important the way it is. Um, but that's that's important too. If it's something that important, uh, something that that uh, critical, and they can't get it, then I then it's not them needing to understand me. It's me needing to figure out how to communicate it to them, and uh, and that's a challenge. And and. Uh, you know, you'll see a, a lot of uh, missionaries that that understand that they when they go someplace, you know, they 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 figure that out. My, I think my my hardest thing is the food. I, I can't eat all the food, but but uh, but I you know I can eat a little bit. My my wife kind of uh, stands in for me because she eats all of it. <laughs> but um, you know, so you know, I know that's a funny thing, but. Uh, you know that they, they eat different different foods, and depending on where you go, it could be it could be it could be a matter of um, whether you win somebody or not. And so I have to keep that in mind. I could find myself with a bowl of something in front of me that me eating that bowl depends on whether I win that person or not. And you know, it may mean I have to eat, and I may not like it, but. Uh, and, and that's how culture is sometimes. And so we just really, I think any, anybody who wants to go and just see should go, you know, go take a vacation and, and visit a missionary and, and uh, you know, see how things are and say, hey, I want to be authentic. I mean, you know, because we'll, I'll ask somebody, how authentic do you want to be? Wow. How authentic of food do you want to eat? Because there there's a whole, you know, there, there's the American style Korean food, and then there's Korean food that 
you know, you go and you go, okay, uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's try this. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, it's all good. It, it's all good. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of it. I, I have no complaints, uh, at the end of the day. I mean, I do, I murmur and complain to myself and, you know, throughout the day, but I get over it. It's me talking myself into, you know, having some patience and, uh, uh, knowing that I have to, I'm the one that has to adapt. You know, I'm the one that has to embrace the way of thinking here and the way of life here. Um, and, and, and that's, it is a challenge. And I'd say if, if somebody's not willing to do that, they, they shouldn't go into the mission field and they can support missions however they want. But if, if somebody's willing to say, Hey, you know, God, I'll, I'll give it a try. I mean, there's so much open. I mean, look at, uh, countries that aren't, that aren't even touched, you know, or that have very, very few, uh, missionaries or churches, um, you know, I don't know how many churches that are not, um, you know, churches we're, we're familiar with. I don't know how many of those are are here. Maybe maybe one or two that aren't that are oneness that aren't uh, stuff that we're familiar with uh, organizations. But um, but I mean, there's 55 million people here, and you know, there's there's room for another church on a corner. Uh, you know, and, and, and nobody should have a problem with that. You know, I'm not reaching everybody. If there was another church down the street and they're reaching people, then, then they're doing the will of God, you know, so. Uh-oh. You, uh, you may have touched on a little bit of a, um, I, I think it's, I think it's worth, I just feel in the Holy Ghost that it's worth, you know, sort of continuing in that vein, you know, it, in the United States even, Right. We have these these competitions of where saints belong, and uh, you know you have in Maine, for instance. There's you know we we have maybe ten thousand people, let's just say, per town in the same area, right? Well, there should only be one. This is sort of the mindset. There should only be one church for all four communities. I disagree with that. The, the way I feel is that every single community, every single uh, city, every single town should have their own apostolic Pentecostal church. But it, we, we get so caught up in the politics of it. We're worried, you know, we're going to lose tithe payers. We're going we're gonna to lose saints and uh, when did it ever become about how much money we could we could make off of people or how or about a head count and then it makes me so uncomfortable when when we're more worried about well how many people have we baptized this year instead of wondering how many people have stayed and we've discipled you know and and so i i mean I, clearly you feel the same way where, you know, a street corner, not even a couple blocks away from you, if there was another church, there are people that could still be saved and you're still doing the will of God. Because we're, Jesus said he wanted to seek and to save that which was lost. And so, inadvertently, if he's using us and working through us, we ought to be doing the same thing. Yeah. But it's almost like we get so, in the United States, we get so comfortable. We get so comfortable with with. 
with our setting and with a with our our group of group of saints and and we, we I feel like a lot of times we we neglect uh, that outreach factor that putting ourselves out there and you know building those relationships and those friendships and going to people's houses and understanding their culture and even here in the United States you know someone could move up from Carolina or Florida or from Ohio and they come up here and they sound different, they talk different, they do things differently and they invite me into their home and a lot of people you know especially in other countries you know if they provide a meal or whatever and you deny them the privilege of sitting at the table with them you know it's that's 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 it could be whether you they get saved or whether they end up lost right yeah um <clears throat> you know uh my uh pastor miles young was my pastor for for a long time i still consider him my pastor but um when we first started our work in germany he made he made a comment to me and this has stuck with me and i think it's applicable absolutely everywhere and he said if it's god's will it'll sustain if not then it'll fail just as simple as that so you know we we pray and we we feel like we hear from god and we go out and we do things and and at some point you know if we we continue uh doing you know, seeking God and doing it the way God wants us to do it. Um, you know, when when we start fluctuating in our numbers or something like that, I pray and I say, God, you you wanted me here. You you brought me here. You opened this door. You you gave us this opportunity. These are your people. This is your problem. And you know, uh, it shouldn't matter whether you know we, for a while. For years and years and years, there was a military work. That military work uh, in Seoul was uh, just moved to this area, and uh, a couple years ago. And um, uh, recently, they closed down. And you know, we prayed that God would help you know sustain them because uh, that's not the will of God. That that work had been there for forty years. And they're, you know, they're across town from us, and and they take care of the military people. And I don't look at it as competition. I look at it as an opportunity. F- you know, if somebody doesn't want to come over here, you know, yeah, part of me wants the people to come here. That's the fleshly part of me. But in reality, it's not. It's not important. The important thing is, are you in one church getting fed the truth, baptized in Jesus' name? You got the Holy. Okay, you're saved. All right. That that's really all we. All that's important at the end of the day, uh, but that that work closed down. We're still it's on our prayer board to still pray for that church to be re reignited or reestablished or something because uh, you know that was forty years and and now they're gone just in a just in a, a flash like that and and uh, I I just I didn't look at it like that I, I looked at it that was my brother that that pastored that church and. Amen. Uh, hey, we could help each other. You know, if if somebody calls me up and I say, hey, if you don't have a ride, there's one right there where you're at. I mean, it 
you know, that that's the way it ought to be. I think um, we we build the walls around us, and I, you know, we build the organizational walls. We build the uh, the two mile, you know, don't come within two miles of my church. Where we build those walls. That's not God that does that, and and uh, I think God looks down and is like, what is all this, you know? Um, and I think that uh, when we learn to uh, to get past that, I think that's where where the blessing is. We look at numbers, like you said, we count, you know, how many people we did, but I think in the end of the day, it's not going to be. Um, oh, you baptized, you know, 1,297 people. Okay, you can come into heaven. That's not what it's going to be. It, it, you know, I mean, you know, think about it. You've heard the stories of people who never really did anything, but they got, you know, they won one person, and and then they, you know, fell off the, the, uh, the, the map, as you would, and, you know, never really did anything. Couldn't preach themselves out of a cardboard box, whatever. But the one person they won, you know, impacted the world. Wow. And and so, you know, that's what's important is just is just doing the will of God and and uh, knowing that, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not seeing it. But maybe I'll touch somebody who who can, you know, who, who will impact the world. I mean, you know, we the we started a church in Germany. And we left there in 2015. We turned it over to uh, Brother Sop, and he's he's a brother from Cameroon. Uh, works in Germany. He's a German. He's a German now. Uh, and uh, the guy speaks French, English, and, and German. He can preach in all three languages. And and we turned the work over to them. And and I looked at it, and he's taken it far above anything I could have ever done. And it's because. We stepped out at the right time. The Lord says time to go. We stepped out. We didn't try to hang in there, um, and and uh, we knew that it was time to pass that torch to Him and let Him take it to the next level. So, you know, we'll never be known for anything having to do with that church, except from them. You know, uh, but but it's okay. It's okay because we just know that we did the will of God. In, in that place, and we we obeyed God when He said it's time to go, and and so I think that's that's the problem. It's it's our it's everybody's mindset. Everybody wants to see something through, and and we want to hang on, and you know we don't want to. It, it's it's a very difficult thing to to let something go that you love, and uh, and it really it really takes a clear. When it comes to the church, it takes a clear message from God. Like God has to speak to us, and at the same time, we have to receive the tough news that God says, "All right, you did good. Time to go." And uh, and so, you know, if we that that that's it, I think that's an important thing is is just knowing that it is not about us. It's not about what we've accomplished, what we want to accomplish, what it's about what God wants you to do. God could be sending you to some place to shake it up. God could be sending you to some place to, to, you know, for a certain cause. And, and, uh, just maybe that, you know, 
10 years down the road, something will be, will be done. I mean, I, I look at it like we're, we're God's chessboard, you know, <laughs> he just says, Hey, I need you here right now. And it may be your end <laughs> like a pawn, <laughs> but in, in the long run, it, it'll, it'll help to achieve the goal we need to achieve there. And I think we all just have to be willing to do that. Amen. Well, Brother Jones, this has been this has been tremendous. This is this is good stuff. This is this is needful, timely. I believe that um, you know this is going to open some eyes to the way we view different cultures uh, from our own, and uh, it might even inspire some people to step outside of their comfort zone. Uh, do and seek the will of God for their lives in these different countries that have no apostolic church um, or yeah. in countries that do. But, uh, you know, God wants to sustain growth. Um, and that's going to come with, with people being being willing and obedient, as you were talking about. You know, it's not about me, but not my will, but thine be done. That's what this whole thing's about. That's what it's always going to be about until Jesus comes back. And so we ought to get we ought to get on track, and we ought to put all of our eggs in that basket. Um, as we close out, I wonder if there's one thing you want the listener to walk away from this episode as it pertains to uh, culture in missions. Mm. I would say, um, you know, for, for your missionaries that are, that are over, you know, just, just pray for them. Uh, uh, but understand that if, if you ever come across a foreigner from wherever you're at, or if you go to a foreign country, um, respect them, uh, you know, their, their cultural ways, their language. Uh, you know, I, I've heard people make fun of words that are in language, you know, used in language. And it, to them, it's not funny because it's the word they use. Uh, but, you know, just understand that, that they're people just like us, uh, just like you. And they just have, they were raised in a different way, a different way of thinking. And the important thing is to understand them, understand their you know, their desires, their, you know, the way their livelihood is and, and try to connect with them in some way. Uh, and I, w- I would say just, just respect people, you know, that people come to the United States and whether they do it legally or illegally, not, it's irrelevant, but you know what, they come and they struggle. They, they might be in your area and they might not speak English and they're trying, they're trying real hard to make a new life for themselves. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, last thing they want is is to be yelled at or uh you know they want somebody that'll try to you know that's how you can win them you know you you go and you try to to uh to communicate with them and do your best to communicate with them instead of forcing them to communicate with you you know you'll win them as a friend and then you win them to the lord and and they'll look back and say because you were nice to us or you know you showed us love just like we talked about you know in the in the beginning and uh and, and that's really what it's all about, you know. Um, we got to look at it beyond the skin into the soul. It's a soul. Yeah, everybody. This podcast is made possible 
because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.